Hello, hello. This is Just Read from Just Real Moment Podcast. Today you get to hear from Reka. I've known her since college. She's one of my best friends. And I really couldn't have gone through things without her, without her support. So I owe her quite a lot for where I am today. So I was very thrilled that she would come on to the podcast. She's one of those friends that you know you are lucky and blessed to have in your life. And also she just makes things super easy and super light. So uh, you need a friend like that, when, especially when you get older. So you'll see us laughing, being silly. That's kind of the way that we are. And because we are that way, I decided we should be answering some questions. Otherwise, this episode would have just been filled with two people laughing and the rest of you not understanding why. <laughs> so we're reflecting on some deep questions that actually ended up being a really good exercise for us. We might even do this as a routine thing. Um, let me know what you think. As you know, I have an Instagram page. Would love to hear from you. And without further ado, I give you Reka. All right, I have my good friend here, Reka, and hopefully we make it through this podcast without having to edit a whole bunch because we typically like to make each other laugh and we're pretty silly. <laughs> but I picked out some good questions so that we can stay on topic <laughs> today. Um, but before we go into the questions, we have known each other for a decade and a half. Rika told me to say decade and a half and not two decades so that we don't give away our age. <laughs> ah, and she's being silent, which means she's laughing. Totally laughing. But wait, it, giving it, saying decade and a half still kind of gives away our age in some way. Yeah, I know. What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Okay. Okay. Yes, but we have we have gone through like, everything and we have laughed through everything I mean we used to do such silly things that really made college fun and the you know the stuff that you go through in college sometimes is not fun so I have always appreciated your friendship through those years and even now because when I talk to you now I remember that like the young you know the young fun me that sometimes is not around because we're old now <laughs> So when we do talk, it's like all we do is just laugh. And it's great because I don't want, I, you know, we talk about serious things enough when you're, when you're this old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not helping, am I? <laughs> you're just making me feel old, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are old. We're old. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, Rika, anything that comes to your mind when you think about me? <laughs> oh, besides being old? No. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? you? You just turned that around on me very nicely. No, I mean, gosh, every time I think of you, I just think about, you, you know, just being silly all the time. Yes. So, yeah. We bring that out in each other. We totally bring that out in each other, I got to say. <laughs> Yeah, it's like being in touch with the person that you kind of are when you're a kid, you know, the world is your playground. And I feel like we get into that mindset when we talk with each other. Exactly. And almost like as we even grown older, the fact that we 
you know, stayed in touch after all this time. I just feel like my body grew older, but my mind stayed the same. And it's like baffled yeah. by, by the world yes. right now. Yes. And the responsibilities I'm given. Yes. So. Yeah. It's like a free ticket when we talk. It's like, oh, okay. I can be silly, goofy and, you know, not make sense and still okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So we were thinking, what do we talk about today? And we couldn't really come up with a whole lot. Um, but does anything come up when I say, what's your story before we start our questions? No, I feel like my story. You have no story? <laughs> my story, I don't know. When I hear my story, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> like, that's what I think of my story. It's a cool story. I feel it's like cool. your story is way more fascinating than mine. Or don't you don't you try to turn this around on me? Oh, come on. Your story is so much more cooler. Not really. It's like a like a ordinary story. I guess so. But you know what? Hmm. Nah, you know, it's like nothing really, really super interesting happened in my life. Like great things happen, wonderful things happen, but <laughs> but like if you're talking about like looking for life inspiration, I don't know if I'm that person, but yeah. You are. You are. Aw, you're sweet. You say I good totally things. Yes, you will, because I, I see it. I totally see it. Okay, okay. How about this? It, one question I'll just turn around on you. Like, you know me. What do you think uh, from my story you think viewers would be interested in hearing? Oh, I definitely think your career is one that you should reflect and talk about. And uh -huh. we're, you know, how far you've... And I just think it's cool you're in, in marketing because I've always wanted to do that and it intimidated me. So that would be definitely something I would talk about. Um, balancing your two cultures. I would love to hear about that, right? Because uh, my kids are in, from two cultures themselves. <laughs> so any tips? <laughs> oh, God, balancing two cultures? Oh, man, I think it's just embracing both and loving both as much as possible I think I mean I'm lucky with my family like being half Indian half Chinese yeah. um we kind of grew up like my parents got together in the 80s and during that time like mixed races were not as a normal thing especially amongst Chinese and Indians people tend to stay in their own culture so yeah. um, they kind of were um pioneers in that area of kind of breaking that mold but one thing I always did appreciate them that even when there's others who did not really like seeing a mixed race family one thing my my parents always made me feel is that like me being half Chinese or half Indian didn't make me any less Indian or less Chinese it, mm. it just made me um just something more extra yeah in some way so and I yeah. always appreciate that I always had uh multiple worldviews and I think it also kind of made me more open to traveling and different religions and mm. appreciate people more holistically so I would say yeah, nice. if, you, uh, if there's anything you teach your kids, man, just dive into it 100%. I love my mom because like whenever my dad wanted to do Hindu things or things that are Indian, she was 100% there and vice versa. My dad too, like they both love going to Chinese restaurants and um, eating up the storm. I think food is the main reason they got together and food is the mm. ultimate thing that kind of um, like centered around my family in a lot of ways. Oh. yeah yeah it's more I was thinking more like the outside people outside of your family your family will celebrate it with you and it's fun to celebrate more than one culture especially when you can do the you know the festivals and things like that and they're all colorful but outside like other people saying oh you're half half or 
uh, yeah, I always wondered with my kids if they get went to something Punjabi related, if they might say, oh, you're not really 100% Punjabi. You know, I don't know if you ran into that growing up. Oh, all the time. I would say like, um, either people will say behind your back or, or even like, yeah. they would say it in a way where it's like, oh, I can't believe you speak Hindi because you're only half. Or you're right, born here right. in America. It's like, um, you know, people are either going to say things because they're just ignorant or haters are going to hate. So, yeah. But, or they're racist. <laughs> or, or they're racist. Hey, they're, people's mindset are just what there is. But, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I guess like for me, I, I always kind of grew up in a family that kind of lived their truths and kind of... Um, I don't know. I feel like my, my parents kind of went in their understanding that they are going to be getting a lot of uh, negative backlash for the family they raised. But I, I really love how they um, um, raised me and my sister just to kind of see that, you know, there's loving people and then there's like hateful people on both sides of things. But yeah, ultimately, like when it comes to culture, it's all yours and what you want to make of it. And to be honest, like, I never considered any, <laughs> the more you learn about culture, no culture is pure mm-hmm. of anything. Mm-hmm. There's, it's always a mixture of something along the way. Yeah. And if we, um, like if your parents married in, in the same, whether they were the same culture, even then there's like levels, right? Right. Like <laughs> that, I, that's one thing I find shocking. There's like circles within circles. I'm all, really? Yeah. Like how much more yeah. do I can and, find? Yeah, I have a friend who she's Punjabi, married a Punjabi, but, you know, she's on the religious side Punjabi and he's on the cultural side Punjabi. So it's like even they will run into things where their circles will expect different kind of a Punjabi person to show up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 how you uh, go about it. I think there's always going to be people who are uh, who are going going to celebrate you or who will not. Exactly. Irregardless. Irregardless. And it, you're right. Like people can find division, whether it's religion or culture or color or I don't know. There's there's even like I, I found out like there's like a set of group of people in some country that like hate you based on what the way your nose looks. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, people always will find a reason to create a divide. But yeah, it's up to you. Like I, I love my, my dad in the sense that um, a lot of people are like, why did you marry a Chinese woman? Like, don't you want an Indian lady that is your right. home, that cooks, that understands your religion? Because my mom was yeah. like, you know, when she was Chinese and two, she she wasn't a stay-at-home mom. She worked constantly. She yeah. was a nurse. And like I said, 1980s, during that time, like a lot of, um, I would say Indian people came from India and then they built a home here. But it's like kind of like there's always a one person who kind of worked and then the, there's always a matriarch of the family that take care of the household. So in yeah. a lot of ways, my family was like a conundrum to them, yeah. but it, it was my dad who said that he's like, I can't, he never could imagine being anyone with anyone else besides my mom or anyone else mm. that could make him as happy. And they couldn't understand mm. that because you know, what made them happy was different from what made my dad happy. So yeah. Yeah, it's just a matter of like just living your truth and let the haters hate. As long as you're not hurting anybody, yeah, there there is no reason to live your life. And like I said, your culture is what you want to make of it. Yeah, so. totally. That one, and you know, I, th- I the other one that I brought up about you with your career, how you you started out with graphic design. Now you're in marketing, but I think you found a way to also kind of do graphic design. Um, which is cool, right? You do a little bit of that. And remember in college how you did the flyers for our 
culture show in Indian Student Association and how meticulous you were like you had to get each line correctly and I was like looks the same and you're like no must must fix this and I'm like okay <laughs> but you were so dedicated to your art um that it had to it had to just reflect who you were and you you gave it like more than 100% um I think it's cool and how your career has taken you to different places now you're in New York that's pretty neat you're somebody also that I find takes risks um and and is comfortable being outside of her comfort zone well first of all thank you for all those kind words uh i can't say that i i am i don't see myself as someone comfortable taking risks i feel like the my life i tend to get complacent and comfortable so mm. but the way my life has been is that i'm, I'm kind of, like the universe forces me in a situation where i'm like all right i got to make a change or i got to so really, yeah, I feel like the you know how people are like, they, I feel like you are the type of person that asks the universe for something, and they give it to yes. you. I'm the type of person that asks the universe to do something and the universe will be like, No, I know better for you. So don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> I would send you a completely different path. Oh, I would say that happens to me too. It's a mix. It's a mix. Like, if I get really specific, Half of the time it happens that way, that way, other half it happens differently, but the outcome might be right. Like, I don't know. It's a mystery how the universe responds to you and why it does, does it one way versus the other. Right? No, I, it's such a mystery. But my, uh, yeah, my relationship with the universe is that it, it definitely thinks it's smarter than me. It definitely is <laughs> or knows better for me. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, me, it's really been um, because of being in so many like I, I just been pu kind of pushed into a situation where I had to like, yeah. expand myself or be better for myself. So nice. Well, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Exactly. <laughs> kind of go. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of going with the flow of what the universe is asking of me. So yeah. 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 I can see you as someone who's pretty equanimous with. Okay, I'll do this. Fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Rub some of that off of me. Please. Oh my God, no. Rub, rub your juju off of me, please. <laughs> well, that was a good intro. And so we picked three questions. This is a game that I really like. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. I definitely follow Jada Smith and Will Smith, and especially Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, show called Red Table Talk. And that's where she talked about this. Uh, so I have the game and I picked three questions for Reika and I to reflect on. So the first one is, who do you feel most yourself around? Oh, my God. I saw this question, and I thought it'd be something easy to answer. But the more I thought about it, the harder it became for me. And, yeah. Um, I don't know if you feel this way, but for me, like, there's four people in my life that I feel super close to. One is my mom, my sister, my boyfriend, Leo, and obviously you. But Aww. each of you kind of... Um, it depends on which version of me. That sounds mm. a little bit like a split personality disorder, but I think everyone has this where you're not 100% yeah. or people bring out different versions of yourselves, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess it depends on which version of myself uh, I'm at, but um, I would say the four people I, I just mentioned, including yourself, um, are the ones I feel the most comfortable around. I made the list. Of course you made the list. <laughs> Right along yeah, time. this is 
<laughs> That's true. Well, you are right. You cannot be a one person. If somebody picks one person, I would be very worried for them because it's like pick, putting all your eggs in one basket. And a lot of people, you know, like, for example, when you get married, you think, okay, this person's going to fulfill everything for me, all the things that I would ever need. But that's not how life works. So I also have a list <laughs> on my end, my sister, my um, parents, but in a very different way. I think I still kind of am a child around them or it, it just you just naturally go into a little kid, even though I have kids. Um, my three kids. So my list is long. No, keep going. Great. Brace yourself. So that's already six. <laughs> my mom, my dad, my sister, my three kids, my husband, you and Rana. Rana has been on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Rana's podcast has been really great. But I would love to know. So yeah. how can you be yourself around your kids? Because I always thought, you know, oh. moms have to like present themselves or how do you say like, you're in like yeah. protector mode. Yeah, no, I actually uh, really think that I show up as the person that I needed when I was a oh, child around that. Wow. Yeah, and I actually read a quote that said this, and I was like, oh my God, that's what I'm doing. Because, um, you know, whatever it, it's, I remember, I don't, I don't know, Rika, were you there? You might not have been there, but at my, my, when I was expecting my first and I was at my baby shower. Were no, you I wasn't. That was um, a sad okay. moment in our history, but keep going. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. So timeline is blurry for me. Okay. never mind. There, I had everybody kind of write an advice for me. And one person wrote that um, your child is going to be a reflection of you. And that's what they're going to bring up. And I like chose that person to win a prize, right? <laughs> but it's literally, that's, that's what I think that, you know, I show up as the person I needed when I was younger for different, different situations. And I think they bring that out. So it does let me fill in a gap as I go and become more and more of myself. And I also, I think there's another side of having children where you um, show up for what they need. But you do it in a way where like, I don't, I don't like to hide. I like to talk through whatever it is, even if they have a um, scary question for me. <laughs> like, I, I like to go ahead and talk through it with them. Uh, so I would want that. I would want to be that kind of person that doesn't avoid things that are tough. So I think that's why. And I also feel like I could show them what is messy about me as well um and and hopefully i can show them how to get through it also so that they can apply it to themselves because they really 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 do watch how their parents handle things and i always felt like well i want to show them every, i don't want to show them a perfect mom because one does not exist um that way i want to show them like a human the way a humans are oh that's huge i love that I don't know. Motherhood is like a rite of passage and it just uh, brings you closer to yourself each time you go through it. Wow. <laughs> I really, I really needed to go through it three times so I can become more and more. Wow. Open. You are, well, you are so you, <laughs> you're so, so you. It's I definitely got to say that the more kids you have, the more hilarious you have become. Okay. I only have three. Don't act like I'm like, oh, oh, okay. well, hey, well, to me, three is like, wow. <laughs> like, okay. 
three is a lot, lot, yes, but three is also what I asked the universe for a decade ago. I know, see, <laughs> so exactly. I you have the power to ask the universe and the, the universe delivers. Yeah, and apparently, even though I was like um, in my 20s at that time, you know, you, you what you ask for in your 20s is not what you're going to ask for in your 30s. But the universe still thought, yeah, this is a great idea. And I, I'm glad it thought that way. <laughs> it worked Go 20 year old, just breathe. Yes. I mean, oh, thank you for making me younger. There's <laughs> 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 ah, somebody. Okay, so that's a good question. And next one. What promise do you want to keep to yourself for this year? Oh, I would say... Uh, always be your own hero. Mm, yeah, I mean, nice. uh, I grew up with like super strong, independent-minded uh, women on my mom's side of the family, and it's funny because yeah. I asked this uh, a, a similar question to my mom, and she just talked about like how much she really enjoys her her own company. She never really feared being alone, and observing her through that, like I realized that her fear of not being alone is what made her her most authentic self because yeah. um, she kind of found her tribe through that. She found people that were like-minded with her. And if, you know, if things change, you know, like, you know, there's some relationships start out great, but then, you know, people change and like, they're, you're not the same people anymore. She's able to let that go. Like kind of like accept that transition with people. Like sometimes you got to let some people go and sometimes the people stay forever. So I, I yeah. really, really admire um, that thought process. And, you know, just being your own hero, don't depend or, or wait for anyone. My mom has always had this, like, go mm. get, go get it attitude when she, she's all like, I never wait. She said that she never waits for anything. If she has the opportunity to enjoy something or get something, she goes, she does it right away. And I think um, a part of that mm. is something that she learned from her mother, because um, my grandmother ran away from China and to live in Taiwan because of this whole communist party situation. My grandmother was part of the socialist party. And so it's like being uprooted from your home and being a refugee in a different country and then moving again and once again to us, I think kind of taught them that there's nothing permanent mm. in life. So whatever you can enjoy, enjoy now. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's a good one. You chose really wise words because at the beginning of 2018 I picked um, brave is going to be my word for the year and actually I got a ton of difficult situations come my way that forced me to understand what being brave means so I really I really put a lot of thought into you know if I want to have a theme for the year or a word for a year because you're going to get the opposite so you can you can actually understand what it means to be that word. So um, if I had to make a promise for myself, I am actually on the other end of a bunch of changes that I asked for last year and they have come about and they're just you know, sprouting and they're, it's a little overwhelming. Uh, and then I talked to you about this. I also feel a little bit like that imposter syndrome. Like, you know, do I really... Am I going to be able to do this? Do I really deserve this? All of that stuff. So I think I'm going to make it light and make 2021 about show up, just show up <laughs> for whatever it is. Uh, don't hide under the covers because it's, it's easy to hide under the covers when things are bad. Um, and it's also easy to hide when things are good. 
too because they they both feel monumentally big events in your life um that's what i would pick it's a promise for this year to just show up even whatever it is you know for the changes that you ask for they might right now feel like a lot is going on you can't process or you're stressed out if you're going to be able to keep these changes or keep these new events going uh, successfully in your life like I have a new job a new house coming up and also a big bigger family with my son joining last year there's a lot that I could lose you know you just you just build your life and you acquire more love and more things and so that you can lose those things (laughs) Um, that scares that kind of tends to scare me sometimes so that's the promise I'm gonna make be brave I, I think that's a really really good one yeah, it sounds like it's time to practice oh my gosh, that. You're always again. practicing that. I really I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean you get like okay. Being brave is just you you have no other choice, right? Like you, this is a situation. Either you can um bury it down and then it'll just multiply and it'll be harder to even get through. Or you buckle down and you do it. Absolutely true. You know, it's so funny. My dad kind of gave me that scenario where it's like, he told me that like life is sometimes you're thrown in a gladiator ring. And he's like, no matter what, you're going to mm. be, he's like, you have a choice, whether you could be dragged out kicking or screaming, or you could go in with your head held high. I was like 90% mm. of the time. I, nice. I was like, I don't care. Drag me out kicking and screaming because. <laughs> I'm very resistant, but there, I gotta say that the 10% that I remember his story on that, it was kind of, kind of good to kind of go in with your head held high. Well, my anxieties taught me how to, how to go ahead and tackle it. Otherwise exactly. you can get stuck. And I don't like, I don't like getting stuck. Same and here. I don't like getting stuck either. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, I, I often look back at my high school years and I feel like I kind of just, um, wasn't you know going through it and stuck in my mindset with whatever you're dealing with when you're that age you can't really avoid it anyways so I'm like I never want to be that I want to be present exactly that's so true being present (laughs) where are we getting through these questions really fast (laughs) but we got them down (laughs) last one how would you describe your relationship with yourself that's very similar to the other two questions but um well, right now, my relationship with myself is, I would say a roller coaster. Probably a lot of people feel this way, where I'm like my own good cop, bad cop. Um, you know, I'm my own champion. Mm. I'm also my biggest critic. And thinking about it more, I was like, I realized my relationship with myself is my relationship with my parents. Like, my mom is mm. always a fun-loving, easygoing person. She was very um, encouraging of all my creative um dreams or endeavors she never really she she highly encouraged like enjoying life well my dad you know he pushed me hard Mm. he was very always looking for the best out of me and he always made me look at life from a very realistic perspective and actually you know Mm. um kind of forced me to think in a realistic goal setting point point of view so I kind of realized like the relationship Mm. I have with myself is with the relationship I have with my parents so they balance each other out great Mm. but I developed this like personality or mindset, like a seesaw, but eventually I do hope Mm. like I become like my mother, like my mom sees herself as her own fantastic favorite person. And I Mm. I would love to be there one day where, you know, 
just being alone with me is the greatest happiness I could get. So I think you're there, aren't you? I think so. Once in a while, I'm there. I try (laughs) to channel her as best as I can. Uh, I had I had big lessons that came up for me last year um, where I realized how arrogant I was about you arrogant because, never um, <laughs> let me explain <laughs> I totally am because I feel like I do I do talk to a lot of people I don't like to be you know stuck in oh in my own mind thinking about things because I can exaggerate like you know, I would go and go and do research because I was like I don't have all the answers I need to go find out so I felt like wow you know I'm a very inclusive person <laughs> I talk to other people I don't feel that I have the answers and you know I I know I know it because I'm talking to all these people so the arrogance kind of developed in that way and one of the things that I realized I was doing is I don't really give people second third chances um about stuff like I might still be good you know I'll talk to you and stuff but if you break my trust in a big big way most likely I will not let you in again in the same way and uh I can even remember doing this as a as as a middle schooler and things like that I think I don't know where it started from but it's definitely about protecting myself more than any any other person. So this lesson really showed up last year. And I was like, whoa, if I keep going at this rate, I might do this to my own kids. And that is the last thing I want to have to shut them out or have them shut me out because of my behavior this way. So I really learned that last year. So I want right now, as you said, your relationship with yourself is ever changing. But right now the relationship I want with myself is to be somebody who doesn't think they have the answers and who doesn't, um, you know, doesn't shut people out. I, I really want to just, I'm going to use show up. No, but the show up is boring because I use that again, but yeah, just, you know, like the, for people in, yeah, not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to be on the same page as you, but this is the family that ha- has shown up and is going to be there for your life and uh, be comfortable to disagree with them. That's another thing that I don't do sometimes. I don't, you know, it'll be like, I remember in college, we would talk about how you hold it in, hold it in until like you, there's no mayonnaise and then you blow up like <laughs> there's no mayonnaise in the fridge. <laughs> like, you know, that's the thing right. that you throw a tantrum around, around. So, you know, you know, be comfortable to, to tell other people what you think and because I don't give second chances, there's also, well, other people will not give me second chances because they're probably like me. So there's a part of me that does sometimes hold back in actually saying what I want to say. So these are things I learned that uh, this kind of relationship I want to create uh, with myself uh, and others. So just be being, let me guess, yeah. more, just more accepting and. Yeah, more accepting, more forgiving. More forgiving, more forgiving. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because it's so different. And I think growing up, I was the type of person that would give, I would say people multiple chances and nonstop. Mm. But it's actually now my philosophy is the opposite where it's like, you know, don't waste your time. If, if it doesn't, mm. you know, come not like hate anybody or anything like that. But, you know, if the relationship yeah. is just not yeah. going to work out, it's more like, you know, it's time to let go. And I almost, I think the older I got and the more, um, less, 
I would say um, just not really caring to make the effort, I would say. But it, but I guess it depends on like yeah. how, how it is for you. It, this, this way it has worked out for me because the less energy I spent on people who I just don't gel with and yeah, it's just more energy on finding things that works better for me. But, but I think it's, it's a variation. Yeah. Cause like you said that if you don't give everything, if you don't give it everything, like not a second chance, then it's not a good thing. So yeah, you're right. Like, I, I see like you have to have a balance in both. Yeah. And I do what you do too, but I, I was more talking about relationships oh, that gotcha. I do care like, about in those. Don't, don't, don't go cutting off that, grandma. Yeah. Like, or even my kids, you know, like one time my, my daughter was like, I don't want to live with you. I want to live with grandma. And I'm like, fine. (laughs) But like, I really shouldn't hold that against her. She's five, you know, (laughs) but you know, those kinds of things. Like that's a a funny example. I love that. (laughs) Go, go live with grandma. I really was hurt when she said that. Yeah, I really was hurt. And I did tell her that I'm like, I guess you were gonna be living with grandma. And then she I she reacted completely different. She was like crying. Oh, I was no. like, oh crap, what have I done? <laughs> I was like, I didn't mean you're moving. I just I, I so I put myself in a very weird situation with that one. But you know, like that kind of stuff. Like I, I my feelings can get hurt really, really easily. Because I am an, uh, an anxious and a sensitive person. So when that happens to me, then I'm kind of like, oh, I cannot share with you because you might do that to me again. And it's like I'm doing this with people that I love and that I want in my life. Um, so that's kind of like it, it, it really blew up in my face in a big way last year. Um, and I was like, wow, wow, I'm doing this. I didn't realize. Wow, big stuff. Big stuff. These yeah. are deep questions. Yeah, but I'm also like you. Well, actually, it's I think huh? it's like me and you kind of like switched in some way. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. I think so. Yeah, every age gives perspective, and I'm hearing not that we're at, we're close to being forty, but oh my god, I'm I feel like I'm sixty-five already. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, I'm I'm there with you. But what I'm hearing is when you're 40, you're really unapologetic about like, this is how things are. And I'm so I'm looking, looking forward, forward to that. To that. <laughs> Let's not apologize for nothing. Like that's how my mom is. She's like so no, ridiculously yeah, unapologetic I mean, about who she is. And I liked her better that way. Yes. And it just gets like each year, you're even more unapologetic, I think, after that. So it's like your 20s are you have no clue. You're just kind of learning and your 30s are, oh, I'm going to clean up what I did in my 20s <laughs> a little bit and stabilize. And 40s, you're like, well, this is This is good. <laughs> I can't fix this anymore. <laughs> so you get exactly. what you paid for. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of the things also, because I maybe it's like a general, I don't know, like an older generation thing because they die I don't know, the life expectancies back then was not as huge. But they really make you feel like after your 20s, your life is over. But I'm one of those people that like, the best thing that ever happened to me was in my 30s. And I mean, like, I'm still, yeah, I'm only 34 this time. But like, yeah, seriously, the last four years have been freaking fabulous. (laughs) Like, I would never go back to the 20s at all. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't really want to go back to the 20s. 
but other than that no thank you do exactly. not want to repeat any yeah of that same here like you know that's so funny because i would say at 29 i'm all like if you gave me the option for a time machine i'd be like oh yeah i will so go back and change so much but yeah once i hit 30 i'm like you know what no i'm good i'm good <laughs> like yeah yeah Every, everything happened correctly in the 30s, even the things that were tough. Yes. So listeners, anyone who's younger, you will be so happy to be 30. And, and we're looking forward to 40 where, we, where we're unapologetic and, and happy to be crabby. Yes. Yes. Yep. It's me. Yeah. And I think, I think 40 is probably when you're like, wow, I really like myself too. Because I mean, that's the only way you will be un- right? unapologetic. Right? That is so true. Yeah. So the next six years, we're just shedding, shedding, you know, what we acquired as a false belief of our, of ourselves from our, um, that's from true. whatever. What is that false belief that you're hoping to shed? That's probably, hmm. well, okay. I've always uh, believed in having coaches, right? And the, the big one that I think I'm still trying to shed uh, is I cannot manage this or I, I won't be able to manage it. And then the, there's a counter to that too. There's, there's also times when I'm like I can manage it all and I actually take on too much so when I talk about I can't manage it it's literally just you know I have three kids it's obviously centered around three kids they're so different and they need things differently I don't think I can manage that and a career and a house and you know everything else that I also want to be able to do like exercise that's very important to me like I have a ton of priorities and I can't manage them and I get really really uh, discouraged and disappointed in myself when I can't and I snap a little bit I get anxious about it so I would like to shed that please <laughs> yes shed away oh my gosh no I think that's I mean what is this thing that like it's instilled in all women to be like I know I well I saw my mom my mom can manage a shitload of stuff and I'm like wow I cannot manage half. I mean, she still can manage a lot. And yes, I think, I mean, back then women um, really did do everything, right? And it's a different dynamic. Exactly. Not so true. Like, or I don't know, the expectation to do everything, I think. Yeah. Even desire. We really do want to be able to do it. We really want to be all super (laughs) human, super woman, but. Super woman. Yeah. What do you think? Is that just kind of like, do you think that's birthed out of uh, um, wanting to prove ourselves as females or just, you know, you, you want life experiences? Oh, man. I mean, hmm. like the, the need to be like all encompassing, worthy. I don't know. Worthy. Like it's so I, I don't know how this dynamic happened where like women are constantly looking to be worthy while men are like, I'm the yeah. shit. <laughs> where where they're I mean like and they're like kind of barely or like they're like a gift in some way and I, I don't know yes. how that happened we even do this as mm-hmm. females to other exactly females we do females. I mean like I, there's always obviously some toxicness uh, um, to guys too where they have to feel like the provider and blah 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 but but it's kind of yeah. weird where like when girls yeah. enter the workforce they they still have this mentality like even though I'm working, I also have to be the caretaker, be the, uh, you know, do everything, be mm-hmm. like be super mom in some way. So I mean, I'm not a mom at yeah. all, but if I yeah. was in that situation, I could easily see myself um, kind of like wanting to be the one in everything. So 
Yeah, I, I don't know, but yeah. you're right. Like, it's something that you got to shed because, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's not, uh, how you say, healthy to think that way? No. Yeah. And it, it's very confusing. I like my career, but I also very much like my kids. <laughs> so it's like, uh, sometimes I, uh, when I had maternity leave, I both loved it and hated it. And now when I'm working, I both love it. And I'm also kind of like caught, you know, I, I haven't seen my kids enough today or um, I haven't been able to be there to, to uh, there's always some phase that they're in that you need to guide them through. Like my six month old, I wasn't there today to make sure he was introduced to a new solid that he should be introduced to by now. And so there's a lot of like letting go that you have to do when you're trying to do both. And uh, you can't like not have no. a career when you live in California. You kind of also have to work. But it, the modern world is not making it easy for women to be able to do anything at all with their full heart and energy. That's super tough. <laughs> yeah, as a woman in the workforce, you kind of feel like because it, like let's face it like um girls have to kind of prove themselves more and and you're yeah. also kind of pressured to yeah. like not mess up because there's so many people ahead of you that like paved yeah. the way for you and yet like you said yeah. like you also have this other side where you're like you know i wish i could do more as uh, a mom but like obviously like there's it's not a possibility it's it's not realistic to you can't be full-time mom and full-time working at the same time I really thought before having kids that I would probably want to be a, a housewife and just sit at home with them. And I don't, but I'm, I definitely am divided in my mind about it too, though. Um, I don't it's know. Not. It's not easy to, ha- to figure this balance out at all, whether you have kids or not. I think it's, it's, it's not, not easy. easy yeah. Was it ever today. easy being a female? But yeah, no, seriously. Could. <laughs> like, Goodness, all, all moms out there. Yeah, and we and we live in America, so you would think we wouldn't be saying no, it's this, tough. but we are. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's got to be. I don't. How do you say that the definition has to change in some way, or the the norm mm-hmm. has to change in some way? Yeah. I mean, what do we care about? I think right now we care about money. That's that's kind of the value all around but if we cared about like when we went to my husband and I went to go visit Singapore and they kind of explained to us how that country works and how they pick people in the government and how they kind of take care of their citizens it just really made sense that they valued education right they valued how the country's going to run and how it's going to get taken care of how women um, can feel safe running at like midnight or even after sun 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 has set um those simple things they cared about that stuff so if you cared about like the next generation that's going to come then you're going to care about the mothers that are taking care of them you're going to care about the teachers that are taking care of them in school you're going to care about the fathers being part of their life as well you're not going to care about you know making sure that you put in 20 hours a day uh, in some sort of invisible rat race with these businesses getting to 1 billion, 2 billion, 20 billion, whatever. Oh, that's it so is. well said. Yeah, you're right. Like, it's almost like you got to f- fix the infrastructure, right? Yeah. 
I don't think it's possible. You gave me so much hope. It's possible. Not to, not to be negative. New York has my heart because I don't heart. like driving. I mean, you've been in the car with me. <laughs> like, so long behind the wheel. So. New York is a great place for me. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because I crashed your car. Oh, my Remember God. That? Yeah. But you know what? When I drove okay, your car. Okay, still to this day, what baffles me is that, like, I... Every time I'm in a vehicle with you, I'm waiting for some cows to like come come in and attack. No, okay, not okay. about listeners. Not hear this: <laughs> wherever just breathe is, and if there's cattle, it's because of oh, no. Okay, come on. It only <laughs> happened twice. <laughs> a bicycle, and you ran into a cow. Yes. And then, from what yes. I know, for all I know, there could have been more instances. <laughs> but me and me and you were in a vehicle. No, like, you were driving your car. And we were going down a hill and all of a sudden you stopped <laughs> in the middle of the night and it was really dark. And I was like, what, what's going on? And all of a sudden I see a whole herd of cows right in front of us. That was just they're crazy. Like, this Where cow, did they, they come moved from? away I eventually. Know. I could have sworn they were about to attack us. But then after that, I'm a... I scared them. You came after badly. them. I scared them. I think. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to, but it was like that. That road had no light. I should look in. Wonder what the cows mean. <laughs> like, what are they? What are they trying to tell you? Look at this. Yeah, I will look to... this up. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> okay. To wrap it up, leave leave us with what you want to say. Oh On man. any topic, <laughs> your last words. Hmm. Last words. That's hard. <laughs> That's even harder than the questions. I know it is, right? Like, I'm. If depending on what you say, I might. Oh my make god! It into That's a little so much pressure. Okay, <laughs> stay away from just uh, just breathe when operating on a vehicle, <laughs> <laughs> or when she's Wait. operating a vehicle. <laughs> uh, learn more on how just breathe That's is it? a hazard to farm animals. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> these are your last words you may never oh my God, have okay. another podcast <laughs> what would you be your last words this is hard last words um, okay well okay I would say if there is something you feel like you need to do but you're not ready it's okay oh. take your time take, take your time because because my podcast has been like basically in the making for a decade and it was okay that you're it older, took that long. You're wiser. I mean, if I, if I open this up. You'll be talking 20s, about a lot of things, but I, I think you would be about? very um, emotional about what people are saying. Yeah. Yeah. I would not want exactly. to. Exactly. And we're like six years away anymore. from 40. So <laughs> like, if you don't like what people are saying now, guess what? Six years, you will not care. Yes. Which is not too far away from now. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Take you your time and yeah, yeah, I like that. Make it okay. And you Make know, be your okay. own best friend or hero. Very nice. If if anybody wants advice from Rika and just free, we do have <laughs> really? an <laughs> Well, how much will you charge? Please consult us. <laughs> Five hundred, damn. Five hundred. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, you know, that, that between is true. both of we us, have we read, read a lot quite of books. A lot of books. I, mean, I read all the Harry <laughs> Potters. So, <laughs> I know life. 
Just because read the Harry, Harry oh Potter God, too. Exactly. Remember how we used to get so angry after reading yeah. Harry Potter? We we're like, why is this our life? Stopped it because was it like the fifth one or sixth one when they were like really mean to Harry? I was like, I can't read this anymore. That Rita oh. Skeeter person, ugh, that evil person. Really? Oh man, I stopped I, reading okay, it. This is bad. I stopped reading it because I was jealous of the world. It's like I want magic. Yeah, I, I get that. I get <laughs> like... that. But... <laughs> I can totally see you being like my teacher's not a wizard. This sucks. <laughs> Where's my <laughs> You're like walking around? My the wand? I didn't get a letter. Where's my wand? <laughs> doesn't want and who to. doesn't want to escape high school? So it was I yeah. Know. I get it. I get it. Okay, okay. On that readers or <laughs> listeners, wait, what? <laughs> like <laughs> readers. <laughs> all right for more advice <laughs> this, this, <laughs> we should take our own advice okay we should take our own advice <laughs> all right see this is why i loved chatting with you because i do not laugh same here yeah it's always fun talking else. to you <laughs>